What's up gamers? Welcome to the next episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. What episode is this? Is this episode 32? I think it's 32. We're on episode 32 of the racially, uh, the most racially diverse gaming podcast on the internet. And of course with me I have the most racially diverse gaming crew on the internet. Starting with Mr. Ben Shillabier Hall, the original Ben Sterling himself. How are you, Ben? I'm pretty good, thank you. And you? Oh man, I've been better. I, I don't know if my... My voice sounds a little different, but I've been sick since Tuesday with something like either pharyngitis or, or a mild case of strep throat. I, I don't know, but it's been murder. Well, good to hear you're feeling a little bit better, mate. You know, it wouldn't be the same without, without you talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I have a bit of a cough, so I'm going to try not to die in this podcast. That would be brilliant. Um, how have you been this week? I've been pretty good, thank you. Uh, well, it's been a, a, a week that needed to end as soon as possible because <laughs> of next week. Because of uh, next week? What's next week? Well, you know what next week is. It's the Destined Week. Destiny eh, Week. Eh, Happy Destiny eh. Week. Yeah, Destiny it's Week. Destiny Week. That should, that, that should be an, an official thing, Destiny yeah. Week. Well, even if it's just Destiny Day, that, that I think I'll do. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have done it earlier, but I watched my mate's video. Well, uh, someone I've subscribed to for a long time, more console. I watched him unbox a Ghost Edition today. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I want it now. I want it all. Yeah. I want it now. I haven't been able to get my hands on a Ghost Edition, but we'll talk about that in a second, actually. Yeah. Um, also with us, of course, we have KGB Gary Bagdasarov. How are you, Gary? Oh, I'm pretty exhausted. You sound exhausted, man. Yeah, it's been a rough put, few days. Put a smile on your face. Oh, I have a smile on my face. Make but... it, make it bigger. Okay. Uh... Okay, there we go. We're good. <laughs> okay, now, now stay like that the entire podcast, and, and you're good. Um, right. I heard you've been at Salt Lake Comic Con. How's that been going? It's been pretty fantastic, actually. A lot of great stuff happening. We uh. We we it's the second annual ones. It was their second year doing it. Uh, their first year they they broke a lot of records. They're the third largest in the nation. Wow! Last year and this year, I believe they came very close or matched the attendance records of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, that's still we'll see what happens when the numbers officially come out. So it's been pretty huge. I got to meet a. Uh, my childhood hero, uh, Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman, as a lot of people know. So, oh, cool! That was totally worth it. But yeah, Gary. yes, a lot of famous people. Stanley was here. Stephen Amell was here from Arrow. Oh no way, Stephen Amell! Yeah, they had. Uh, I think they had the uh, seventh and fifth Doctors were here as well. Oh, from Doctor Who! Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they had a lot of a lot of stuff here. It was, it was great. That's amazing. Great stuff to see. So, are are you going to post any pictures to your Twitter? Oh, uh, I I actually didn't take too many pictures because I didn't want to. I have a hard time asking people to stop doing what they're doing so that I can take a picture of them. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's what they're there for. I mean, the, what do you think they come to Comic Con and sit down at tables for? <laughs> Like, yeah. just to look pretty? No, they want to take pictures. They want to meet you. No, it's true, but I don't know. Like I, I took pictures from all the panels. I'll probably post some of those. But Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I met 
Tommy Terrorico, if you guys know who that is. Uh, he, he holds the world record now of the most video game soundtracks. I think it's like 358 he's done. Wow. Yeah, uh, he does the Video Games Live uh, concert thing. Uh, I've been to that years ago. It's a good thing. Yeah, so cool he, he's, 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 he's the one who pretty much sets that whole thing up. Uh, so he was here. It was great stuff. Speaking of Gary's Twitter, I've got some good news. Gary, you are following 100 people. I am following 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> You're at 69 followers. So, hey, if you want to see some cool photos from um, San Diego, not San Diego, excuse me, Salt Lake City Comic Con, um, follow at Gaglahoosh at G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> now that we're on the subject of Twitter, let's get to some tweets. We actually have some from a few different people today. My voice, whoo, I'm going everywhere. Um, let's see, we've got one from, if I can find it, ah, from our super fan, SNOVA34Z, Vons himself. He says, I know Glenn is tired of hearing about zombies. Yes, I am, but I know you're about to talk about zombies. Um, complete The Walking Dead Season 2. It was good waiting for Season 3. Um, so, have you guys played The Walking Dead before? I played the first season. What, what's what's so good about this game? Uh, it's the story, quite honestly. It's the way the story is presented. Um, it's kind of like an old-school point-and-click game, but you actually have control of your character, so all the decisions you make... Uh, are supposed to affect the story, but the outcome at the end is always going to be the same. You can't really change that, which is unfortunate. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's just the story. The characters, they bring out a lot of emotion in what's happening. Uh, I thought it was it was really well done. That's good. That's good. I'm not going to play it. Because um, <laughs> he's right. I'm so done with the zombies. Um, Adam Duffield, uh, Duffman1986, says... Uh, question for the podcast, guys. Would like to ask you what was your defining moment that made you fall in love with PlayStation? Um, we are from PlayStation Universe. We do love PlayStation. Uh, for me, let's see. I think it goes back to when I was little, <clears throat> when I was like nine-ish. My um, or no, somewhere between nine and fourteen. My mom would work at night, and we'd have our neighbor who lived next door come and watch me because she's a single mom and um, come and watch me. And so he would bring his PlayStation over, and it was a PS1, um, and he would bring Spyro or Crash Bandicoot over to play. And I absolutely loved playing Spyro. And just to, just to make this clear, he spoke very little English. He was he's Spanish. Um, he lived with, his, he with, lived with some friends of his that spoke English, so uh, they, knew, uh, they knew him. They were able to communicate with my mom. They were friends, but he spoke only Spanish. And yet, um, he and I always had the best time playing Spyro. I'd have no idea what he was saying, but um, just had the best time. Uh, it kind of brought us together. Loved that. Um, and growing up in high school, I played DDR, uh, Dance Dance Revolution, a lot on PS2. Um, until I, with, with some friends of mine, they kind of really got me into PS2. Bought my first PS2, uh, got Sonic Heroes, because I loved Sonic. So, yep, that was, that's some of the stuff when I think of my first experiences with PlayStation. Those are some of the things that I think of. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, for um, me, it was uh, a little RPG that Sony released called Wild Arms. Um, 
I, I was stuck with the Sega Genesis for so long because I loved all the beat-em-ups that that console released. Um, and, and I love that genre, you know. I still love that genre, the beat-em-up genre, and I wish there was more of it. But, you know, I, I, I was slowly getting into the, the old-school turn-based RPG. Uh, so uh, when my friend, he had a PlayStation before I could afford one. And he bought it. Uh, he bought a game, Wild Arms, because he was more into the RPGs. Uh, he was a huge Final Fantasy guy, so he knew Final Fantasy VII was coming, and he needed like an RPG fix. So he bought Wild Arms, and I think uh, after I played it at his house, I went out, I bought a PS One, and I borrowed the game from him, and I finished it. I think within like a month, uh, with schoolwork and stuff like that. And I gave it back to him, and he was kind of upset that I finished it before he did. <laughs> but uh, after that, it was uh, a, the Japanese demo. I think you got this demo when you pre-ordered the game. Uh, it was the Japanese demo of the original Metal Gear Solid on the PS1. Uh, it was all in Japanese, uh, except the, the, the dialogue was subtitled. But it, it was just phenomenal, and we, we literally spent more time playing that demo than we spent time playing any of the games that were released and that 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 demo just blew our minds and we just couldn't wait for that game and of course there was there's eventually final fantasy 7 which we played for so long and we we being young we didn't understand how a lot of the mechanics worked like the materia system and stuff like that so it literally took us and this is no joke it took us like four years to actually beat that game <laughs> really yeah, because we were so young when it came out. We were about, like, maybe 10 years old when it came out. Um, and a lot of us just didn't understand a lot of the systems in place, such as the Materia system. So, eventually, we like we could beat the game if we wanted to, but we wanted, we we're the kind of people where we have to do everything before we go and kill the final boss. Gotcha. So, trying to get that golden chocobo... To get the Knights of the Round was probably the hardest thing we ever because there wasn't any like we had the official strategy guide, but it didn't tell you how to do it. Like it just says you need the golden chocobo to reach this mysterious island to get the Knights of the Round um, summon, and they never told you how to breed your chocobos to eventually get the golden one. And the internet was very you know you had dial up at the time, so going online trying to find this stuff was pretty difficult. So, and trying to figure it out on your own is, isn't very easy as well, so. First world problems. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Ben, how about you? For me, I, I was a huge Mega Drive fan because of Sonic. I loved, I loved Sonic. Yes. But I could never afford the Saturn, so I had to go with the PlayStation 1 because I couldn't. The Saturn, and anyway, I got addicted to Crash, Spyro, Again, Final Fantasy VII took me years to beat because I was so young. When you, said, that, when you said you got addicted to Crash, I seriously thought you were about to say you got addicted to crack. <laughs> Just saying. Um, nah, nah, Crash Bandicoot. And then, but I skipped most of the PS2 era because of Final Fantasy XI, sadly. Hmm. I pretty much missed all of that. Gotcha. Um, XI took all my time while I was at secondary school, college. It took a lot of my life, that game. Hmm. Games tend to do that if you're not careful. Um, yeah. I had I had nearly 600 days worth of game t gameplay in it. 
Of, of course, this is definitely <laughs> a, more of a question for PlayStation Unchained. If you are a PlayStation fan, check out PSU.com and its big PlayStation podcast, PlayStation Unchained. Um, for us, I mean, frankly, I mean, myself, I have experience with Nintendo. I don't have as much experience with Xbox just really playing at my friend's house. Um, so, actually, Ben, you're on Unchained a lot, aren't you? I'd like to forward this over to Unchained, if you will. Will do, no problem. All right. And so check out Unchained and see um, what they what they feel was their defining moments with PlayStation. Um, one more here from, or actually two more here from Shifty25. He says, the Marvel comic changes aren't affecting the movies at all. Um, if you heard our last episode, we were lamenting the fact that these characters were changing. Thor was now a woman, um, which really, it's not a woman's rights issue as much as it is a changing the characters issue. And now Thor, I mean, his name has now become a title, so now she is Thor. Whoever she was before, she's not. Now she's Thor. Um, and Captain America is also now another person, too, who happens to be black. Um, so we, I, we were discussing this, and we were wondering if it would have any effect on the movies. Uh, Shifty says no. The Marvel comic changes will not affect the movies at all, um, which is great. He also says, I feel y'all spent too much time giving... I wonder where you're from. You, you said y'all. Where are you from? That sounds like Texas, Tennessee, Georgia. Kind of, are you from the South? Um, he says he feels we spent too much time giving the hacker group that hit PSN the spotlight. It's better not to name them because that just gives them the attention they want. Um, that's true. But in response to that... Um, and <laughs> let's name them again here just for just for kicks. Lizard Squad um, last week decided to do a widespread DDoS attack on various internet services. PSN was one of the first, I think, maybe, uh, probably not. Uh, Riot Games was also affected. Um, a, a lot of different places were affected. Xbox was also Xbox Live was also affected. Um, just to be clear, again, this is not a hack. This is a DDoS attack, and what a uh, DDoS attack is, distributed denial of service. Um, basically what it does is it takes your uh, servers. Uh, your servers are equipped to handle up to a certain number of users. When you log on to a service, that you're one user. Um, a DDoS attack just basically spams the server with all sorts of users so that the server crashes. So it's not a hack. It's just really an elementary level script, and um, there isn't really a way to block it. Um, there, all, the only thing you can do is just buy more servers to handle the extra um, users that you think you're getting. Um, so they did this to a bunch of uh, different companies. In addition, they decided that they wanted to tweet American Online's that they better stop a certain plane that a Sony executive happened to be on because there was a bomb on it. So they had to reroute the plane, they had to do all sorts of stuff. Um, big mess, big mess. And all the while they're, they're tweeting um, quote-unquote funny 9-11 videos. Um, I'm sorry, that's not funny. Even in what, what their point was, that's not funny. And um, I, I was also upset because they were saying, you know, they were trying to be likable and, you know, write lizard squad on your head and we'll stop or whatever. Anyway, um... They might have been arrested. In fact, I'm pretty sure they were arrested. Uh, this is just an update on that um, because we have some information where th 
um, let me see. There was a tweet from Lizard Squad. They said, uh, looks like the feds have got Komodo and Iguana now. I think I'm next. Good luck, FBI. Um, and the FBI, as Gary made very clear, has a lot of motive because of that bomb threat to pursue the snot out of them. Um, I don't know why they thought they would get away with that, but um, they're on Twitter. Twitter. They're kind of taunting the whole thing. Looks like the feds have got Komodo and Iguana now. I think I'm next. Good luck, FBI. Furthermore, on their website, they announced that they would be disbanding. Um, the feds took down a, some members of Anonymous back in 2011 um, who hacked not... Um, Anonymous was the group who allegedly hacked PSN and, and shut it down for like a whole month. And in, in addition, they also hacked banks, they hacked governments, they hacked all sorts of stuff. And um, the feds basically kind of found them. They're, they were arrested in Spain, I believe. So, you know, this is a huge under, underestimation of the federal government, of any federal government here by Lizard Squad. Um, most recently, 19 hours ago, at the time of this recording, a tweet from Lizard Squad says, My name is Amy Lee Strader from Oswego, Illinois. The police will never get us alive. Um, it seems as though they are demonstrating that they will. Um, but they also say, Back to sleep, we'll be back soon. So maybe they're not disbanding as completely as expected. Um, for the last time, how do you guys feel about Lizard Squad and, and the events after the DDoS attacks of last week? Well, um, I pretty much knew they were going to get busted eventually. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was it would be as soon as it was. Um, again, they're still taunting the FBI. They're throwing out, oh, my name is this and I'm from this place. And that doesn't do anything for anybody because there's, A, you can be given a fake name. There's probably hundreds of people by the same name living in the same state. So that's not going to help anybody. Um, you know, they, they keep saying, catch us if you can, catch us if you can, but yeah, they're doing everything they can to not get caught. You yeah. know, they, they just keep taunting and taunting, and they're going to keep getting buzzed. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where I think they're just doing it on purpose, just so they can get a job at the FBI, because they can't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> you know? That, that might be possible, but at the same time, that job would come at a price because you're going to have to pay for your crime first before <laughs> before any potential employers want to come and hire you. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a DDoS attack. It's not a hack. Um, calling yourself a hacker group and doing a DDoS attack is nothing. I, I, I've noticed a lot of real hackers, like real legitimate hackers, would hack but they'll never take any credit for anything. You know, they'll hack just to do the hack. Uh, people only in the underground hacking world would know who, who actually committed the hack because they don't want to get caught. You know? Exactly. And these guys are just flaunting. They're, oh, do this, do that if you want us to. Wait, the best part is when they did the DDoS attack, and they're like, oh, write Lizard Squad on your head and we'll remove it. Well, how would you remove it if it's already there? No, um, they were saying, well, if you write Lizard Squad on your head and tweet it, like if a certain number of people do it, then we'll stop DDoSing. No. Um, yeah. The people who actually did that are absolutely stupid morons. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They wrote Lizard Squad on their head in Sharpie, so. Yeah, th then they're dumb. They, uh, that's all I have to say about them. Anyway, uh, apologies to Shifty. 
Um, because yeah, we I guess we technically are giving them a bit of attention, but it we we did need to just kind of wrap up this whole story. So this is what's happening. Lizard Squad's getting caught, um, but you know I guess for it to be continued, they say back to sleep. We'll be back soon. So um, that's Lizard Squad, and <laughs> gonna drop that for now. Um, it's Destiny Week. Uh, you're gonna get this podcast tomorrow. We're moving to Monday. Um, so as you're listening to this, Destiny comes out tomorrow. Hallelujah. Um, midnight tonight, um, Best Buy. If you go to Best Buy for your pickup, you're going to get a free Destiny t-shirt at some locations. Um, at, yes, Best Best Buy. Some Best Buy locations are doing midnight releases. So definitely check out BestBuy.com if you pre-ordered from there. Also, now in Stock.net, if you have not gotten your... Uh, limited edition or ghost edition and you still want one, go to nowinstock.net. We mentioned that a few episodes ago. Um, nowinstock.net, sign up, tell nowinstock.net what alerts you want, and it will alert you when any certain store has Destiny in stock for pre-order. Um, Amazon has been getting in a lot of limited and ghost editions. The ghost editions sell like that. In fact, by the time Now in Stock tells me that they're in stock, they're usually sold out already. Um, but it has basically texted me about like what 20 times, 15, 15, 20 times since yesterday to let me know that either limited or ghost editions have been in stock. And yes, I have been able to confirm when it tells me that that limited editions are indeed in stock. So if you want a limited edition or a ghost edition, ignore eBay because they will you will pay five times the value of the of the product there. Go to nowinstock.net and find your limited or ghost edition that way um, and, and just pay retail price because it, it comes straight from Amazon. Amazon's a good retailer. Um, you won't be able to go to a midnight release, but frankly, who cares? You'll get a Destiny limited edition or a ghost edition if you're quick enough. Um, have you guys, I know, Chili, uh, you're getting your ghost edition, right? Yeah, it's already paid for. I've already paid for it and I'm going to be going to a midnight launch. <laughs> You're just counting down the hours, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'll be like, midnight! It's not midnight yet! Why is it not midnight? I'm going to need you to do something for me because I'm not going to get mine until Tuesday afternoon or something because I'm, I'm going to have to wait for it to ship to me. Because I, I ordered from... Um, I originally ordered from Best Buy, but then Best Buy cancelled my pre-order because they're stupid. Um, so I, I, I went to nowinstock.net and I got it as a limited edition. Um... I'm going to need you to not give me a bunch of Destiny info and say, oh, this game's amazing because it's going to drive me crazy all day until I can get my hands on it. <laughs> well, okay. uh, it's not till midnight my time anyway, so that'll be Tuesday, be almost Tuesday your time before I get to play it properly, so. Yeah, okay. Um, Gary, what version are you getting? Just the normal? I am getting the uh, digital version. <laughs> Oh, the digital version. The, the, yeah, the, I, I, the I mostly digital these days, so... Yeah, I, you, you're... You I don't have no lines to wait in. Don't have to drive anywhere and just... <clears throat> I'm and ready to go. You're one of those gamers, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Guardian Edition, by the way, if you want to go digital, the Guardian Edition is, um, I believe, $80 in the U.S., the limited edition is $90, so if you really prefer the, the uh, digital version of the game, you're not going to miss too much from the limited edition. Uh, can, can, I, can, I, can I jump in here now, if that's okay? Uh, I suppose. 
Um, pre if you've got a PS3, I'd recommend pre-ordering the uh, uh, the the digital download version on the PS3, even if you have a PS4, because then you'll get both the PS3 and PS4 copy for the same price. Yeah, well, even if you get a collector's edition. Wait. Even if you get a collector's edition, that doesn't you know, make the, sense. You know, the deluxe editions. You know, the digital deluxe. But it, it only works for the digital version of the game, though. Yeah, if you buy the digital... You've got the normal digital and the digital deluxe. What, yeah, one with the season pass and all that lot. That's You mean the Guardian edition? Yeah, the gu digital deluxe Guardian edition, whatever it is. Oh, okay. I, 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 I think that's why I was confusing you. There was, I hadn't seen yeah. one called digital deluxe before. Yeah, it's digital Guardian, sorry. The Guardian edition. If you get either one of them, you'll always get the PS4 version of that as well. So if you buy the PS3 Digital Guardian, you'll get the PS4 Digital Guardian for free as well. Yes, that news broke just yesterday, I believe, yeah. via a tweet from Mungie. You buy, the P you buy either the PS3 or the Xbox 360 version, and you get a copy of the um, PS4 or Xbox One version for free. There are some restrictions... Um, for the PS3 version and for the 360 version, you can only upgrade within the same family. So an Xbox 360 version will not upgrade to a PS4 version, and a PS3 version will not upgrade to an Xbox One version. Um, however, you do get to keep both licenses of the game, meaning once you upgrade to the PS4 version, you can still play on your PS3. And likewise, once you upgrade to the Xbox One version, you can still play on your Xbox 360. Um, which is something that Ben was talking about just earlier. Uh, he, he seemed a little displeased with something. What was it you were saying, Ben? Well, it's, it's actually it's weird. I like this idea. I think it's a good idea. But at the same time, it's, it's the timing. A lot of people have already pre-ordered their versions, already paid for their digital versions. It's already you know pre-loaded on the PS4. Um, so they've got no way to do this offer anymore because it's set in stone. So they're pretty much saying... Oh, look at you people that have supported our game since we announced it. Here, we'll, we'll do something completely different in a couple of days beforehand, so you can't do it. It it's that it's the timing. If it wasn't, if it had been announced a couple of weeks ago, I would be singing praises, thinking, "Oh my God, this is amazing! This is oh amazing!" But no, it's just the timing. Yeah. It's just not, you know. I could pre-order and pre well, I wouldn't because I'm getting the physical copy. But if I was getting the digital one, I could pre-ordered on the PS3 um, and yeah, yeah with a mate and and then it would be cheaper to buy it than if I just bought the PS3 for PS4 version yeah uh, if I uh, with a mate on the PS3 and there are actually um, some other people lamenting this uh, on PSU I saw a comment from someone who had actually bought both the PS3 and the PS4 versions of the game um, I mean why is beyond me but I mean, once you have the PS4 version, like, why would you want to go back and play on your PS3? But, you know, different people have different scenarios, different situations. And, you know, he's saying, well, now what? I mean, I've pre-ordered both of them. They're both digital. I've, I've pre-ordered them both. You know, can I get a refund on one of them? You know, the thing about it is Sony, I believe, on PSN doesn't do refunds for pre-orders. So now you have someone who somehow, I guess he has multiple PSN accounts, uh, I mean, I guess that would be his fault. But if you have somehow within the same family pre-ordered the PS3 and the PS4 version, then, you know, what do you do? 
I mean, it, it, it does make a little sense because what if you have um, a, like one family and your little brother has the PS3 version and your, your older brother has the PS4, um, but, you know, it's the same game you kind of want to play together. You could have just gotten the PS3 version, gotten the PS4 version for free. And it is a bit of a, a niche scenario, but, you know, what if you have, what if you've pre-ordered, what if you've paid for both and now this has happened? Now what? You know? So, I mean, I, I did tweet Bungie about it, but I never got a response back. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it's just, like Ben's saying, it's interesting timing. It doesn't really leave people with a lot of room to plan. Um, it's, this literally broke yesterday, so that's, what, two days, two, three days before the game launches? Um, that's, that's not a lot of time. Um, but I guess going forward, um, it's fine. For, not, not exactly for pre-orders, but I guess for people who just purchase the game outright, I guess that's fine. Um, well, Gary, what, what do you make of all of this? Uh, I kind of agree with Ben. I think it's a good idea to do it. But like you guys said, the timing is just absolutely horrible. You know, four days before the game comes out, that's that's not something you want to announce. Um, but I also think it's kind of a bad idea if you look at it from a sales standpoint because now you're just losing half of your sales potentially people just buy the PS3 version because now you're just getting two games for the price of one that's it's, true it is the same game I mean so I wonder if the reason they did that if they is if they saw like how the pre-orders were going from like the old gen to the new gen uh, the current gen and the past gen and seeing how you know what what the pre-orders were, and maybe the, this was just a way to get more people to buy the uh, the PS3 and 360 version over the the next-gen version because they they already spent so much time making it, make something out of it. You know. Yeah, the, the, there could be something strategic in all of this, and be aware that it is only pre-order people that are really kind of affected by the timing. Um, this game is probably going to sell a lot more going forward than the amount of pre-orders it got. So, um, I don't know, there probably is something kind of strategic about the way they did it. Now, uh, my question is, is is this like permanent or is it like a limited time offer? It's it's not permanent, but it's, it's I think, until Christmas time or something like that. It's a few months. Okay. And uh, you got until, I think, February next year. Or it might be a bit later than that to actually transfer it over. Right. There's been there's been I don't know quite about quite a bit of buzz about it, but that is a decent amount of time because especially over the holidays, a lot of people are going to buy this game over the holidays, especially now with this in mind. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the digital sales, especially for the PS3 version, um, continue going forward, uh, whether or not they go up or they stay the same because uh, again the, the whole thing with the digital uh, not the digital but the limited edition and the ghost edition um, a lot of people want those and those are physical copies so it, it's kind of a physical versus digital thing at the same time um, let's continue talking about Destiny a, a little extra news broke out yesterday um, with regard to Xbox and Destiny now that probably sounds weird in the same sentence uh, that's because Destiny has been so aligned with PlayStation that Xbox is actually not allowed to create advertising for Destiny with the Xbox One or the Xbox 360. Um, 
So yesterday, Xbox launched a website called destinyfragrance.com. And they basically tried to kind of sidestep it in a, in a snarky little way there. They, in my opinion, did a terrible job of it. Because basically, if, if you... I mean, the site's not functional in the same way right now. They, they just removed the ad. So, But if you were to have gone there, and, and you can still see ads around the internet with screenshots, there is a bluish fragrance bottle, cologne bottle, that says Destiny in the normal Destiny font uh, with the Xbox logo down below it. And there's some text, and here, this is a quote. It says, okay, so here's the lowdown. Destiny is actually an epic new first-person shooter available on Xbox. Thing is, we didn't have permission to run adverts for the game, so we didn't. Thanks for smelling that something was up. Now, get the game and become a legend. Order now. Now, um, some people kind of found it kind of funny. Others found it kind of pathetic. And, and here's why. A lot of people say that it's a lot of butthurt from Xbox. And that's, I'm, that's quote. I think it was you, Gary, who I was talking to about that, right? Yes. Um, a, lot, a lot of people say it's a lot of butthurt from Xbox. Uh, that's, the, that's the term that I'm seeing the most. And it's not just you, Gary. A lot of people use that term in this instance. Um, but I think it's just poorly done because you're not allowed to run advertisements for the game. But how is this not an advertisement for the game? Because you have the perfume bottle there, or the cologne bottle, whatever it is. It's Destiny's font. And then the text never once mentions a perfume bottle. All right. In fact, it says it's a new first-person shooter available on Xbox. You know, it, it, at the beginning, at the bottom, it says "get the game and become a legend." This is an advertisement for the game. It's not an advertisement for the fragrance. It's an advertisement for a game next to a picture of a fragrance. <laughs> it says "order now" and it takes you to the Xbox One bundles for Destiny uh, or bundles or, or versions of Destiny. So. Um, poorly done. If you were to go to it right now, it's destinyfragrance.com. Um, the ad's gone. All that's there is this text. It says, hi, there are some great Xbox One offers available at the moment. Please check with retailers for more information. Xbox One is at the bottom. There is no mention of Destiny except for in the URL, destinyfragrance.com. Um, I don't know if maybe Activision got on them about it or... Um, maybe they just saw the backlash and were like, yeah, maybe this was a bad idea and just backtracked out of that. But the, the advertisement's gone. Um, but why would they even keep the, the, the domain name, the URL, just get rid of it completely, shut it down? Well, I, I don't know. Um, beats me. They, they paid for it. I guess... Yeah, they, maybe they paid for a certain amount in advance already. So they, yeah. they paid for the URL, and it's their URL. And, you know, maybe it's like, hey, you know, there's still probably a lot of people visiting this. Maybe we can still just use that to our advantage and say, just point them toward Xbox One instead. Um, a, a poor move, a poor move by Xbox, although I understand why they probably would have wanted to do it. But, um, Gary, I, I want to I hear a little more of your, your viewpoint. Why do you think that they're butthurt? Yeah, to use your term, I, I, I say I, I put butthurt in quotes because I never use that phrase. Um, I don't know what, no, no particular thing against it. I just never use it. So um, why do you, I, I just think it's weird. <laughs> but why do, you, why do you call them butthurt about this? You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, okay, you're not allowed to run the ad. You know, I understand you're upset. You want people to know the game is coming on your console. But 
when when you have so much advertisement going your way from Activision and from other companies, you know, we, we talked about this uh, earlier when this first came out, you know, with Call of Duty, all the advertisement is exclusive to Microsoft. People have even seen it on our website when we advertise Call of Duty. You see the big green Xbox One thing, you know, they have all the advertisement rights for that. Sony doesn't advertise for Call of Duty. Which is now, ironic because I believe the PS4 was named the default console at one point. I guess it's not now for uh, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You know, Battlefield is doing the same thing. Um, all, all advertisement for Microsoft. Uh, we talked about how Plants vs. Zombies came out and they advertised the crap out of that game for the Xbox One and it came out on the PS4. I hadn't seen a single advertisement of the game at all anywhere saying that the game was coming out on PS4. The only advertisement I ever saw was when they announced the game and they mixed, you know, the Sly Cooper characters and the Latchet and Clank characters to look like the plants and the zombies. Other than that, I hadn't seen anything. So when one thing isn't going their way, such as Destiny, all of a sudden they go and pull something like this and... You know, we talked about how it is, you know, this brand new massive franchise, but in my opinion, I, I don't see that that really should matter. You know, if, if you're told you can't do it, then you shouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't try to find a way around it and potentially damage your relationship with Activision by doing it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, although, if you're looking at it from the company's perspective, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got Call of Duty under your belt. It doesn't matter if you've got Watch Dogs under your belt. It, it just doesn't matter because Xbox is in a situation where it's 5 million sales behind the PS4 right now. And here's the thing. Destiny is going to sell PS4s, period. I mean, there's no way Destiny is not going to sell PS4s. PS4's um, unit sales is, are going to have a spike from Destiny, um, which is a multi-platform game. And, you know, Xbox is definitely not in the wrong to want a little bit of that. I mean, PlayStation's already five million ahead of them. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, they're gonna they're gonna the gap's gonna get even bigger. You know, that's probably what they're faced with. And so it doesn't matter if you've had Call of Duty or, or Plants vs. Zombies under your belt. As a company, you're not just gonna sit there and say, Oh, well, we've had our shot, guess we'll let them take the spotlight now, you know. That's not. I'm, I'm not saying they should have done things this way at all. At, at all. That's a bad idea. That's that's backlash. That's danger from Activision. You know, it's like what you can't honor our requests. Why should we work with you in the future? You know, so th that's that was a bad move. But I can understand why they would want to do it because it doesn't matter that they they've had Call of Duty. That this is now, and Destiny is a huge game right now. Destiny's bigger than Call of Duty. Period. And Xbox is not going to be able to take advantage of that in any way, shape, or form, and all of the benefits of that are going to go straight to its competitor. I completely understand why it would want to do something like this, and I completely understand why it would be frustrated at its position. Um, but the bottom line is this was not the way to do it, um, to be snarky. It, it, it was poorly done. It wasn't an advertisement for a fragrance at all. It was, it was clearly an advertisement for a game. They said it was an advertisement for a game. So um, should Activision have decided to sue, there would have been plenty there would have been nothing Microsoft could do, basically. Because it's not just Activision. Sony could have sued too. Because that's their agreement. They're in that same contract. You right. Know? 
Sony could have done something. I mean, even if you look at it now, you know, they, they've pretty much given up on the advertising. This, this one quote right there, hi, there is some great Xbox One offers available at the moment. Please check with retailers for more information. That's them pretty much giving up on their advertisement of Destiny. Well, yeah, they have to. They, they have to. to. And doing this did nothing but damage not only... I, I think this this particular advertisement damaged Microsoft more than it did anything else. Yeah, I don't think it was helpful. I, I think that I think that it was on the verge of being clever, but at the same time, I don't think that it did anything because the the main the main whole the main audience did not see this advertisement. This was not published on TV or on a, in the news or, or on a they, they billboard or anything in the UK. They printed ads for the fragrance in the, the UK magazine. Yeah. Wow, they did. <laughs> They did? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll send you a link right now. Well, I was going to say that they did. the main audience did not see this advertisement, and the only people that did kind of probably left with a little weird taste in their mouth because of it, unless they are Xbox One owners, um, in which case they're just like, oh, sure, you know? Um, let me see this. Oh, it's on Facebook. Yeah, look at that. Um, green Xbox One. What what magazine is this? Do you know? I have no idea. Just UK magazine. It says Destiny, the new fragrance by Xbox. Uh, discover more with the something app or visit destinyfragrance.com. Okay, so that one's done. The print version's done better. The print, But the print version doesn't outright say it's a game. It's still an advertisement, though, with the whole Destiny text and... Yeah, but they they did sidestep it better for the print version. Um, there's there's definitely less here to <laughs> incriminate them. Let me say. Um, I want I want to say it's Computer Video Games Magazine because of how high, how high the issue number is, because we don't have many magazines that lasted three hundred seventy issues. Right. Well, that's a surprise. Um, well, Xbox can't remove the print. <laughs> Xbox can't remove the print version. It's already out there, and what's seen cannot be unseen. Um, Unless they're going to pull another Atari ET cartridge thing and just go around collecting all the magazines and bury <laughs> in Nevada, well, Loch Ness, I guess. I'm, they can all dump it in the Loch Ness. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that they actually printed it though. They, well, that shows that how serious they were about doing this, I suppose. But now it's gone. Um, I guess the bad publicity. Xbox doesn't need any more bad publicity. And this is bad publicity. I mean, you look at the comments on almost every website, and some people are saying, "Oh, it's clever," but a pretty bad move by them mm -hmm. to do that. You know, uh, to me, it seems more people are now against Microsoft again than they were beforehand. So, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't a good idea. Um, but there you have it. So um, if you're an Xbox owner, look into the Destiny fragrance by Xbox. I heard it smells good. Um, <laughs> it smells like the future. But that it said, smells like nerd. That said, and if you have an Xbox One and a PS4, if you have a choice as to which version to buy, get the PS4 version. And here's why: with the PS4 version, you are going to get a lot more content. Um, there's an extra PvP map that is exclusive to the PS4. 
Um, there's weapons, there's armor, there's gear. It's all DLC, so if you really want the Xbox One version, don't feel like you have to get the PS4 version because you're going to miss something spectacular. It's just DLC, frankly. But it's really good DLC, and Xbox isn't going to get it for like a year or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, um, the, the DLC is three extra ships, one per character probably, uh, outfit for each different um, class, uh, the weapons including pistol, rocket launcher, sniper rifle, one of every type of weapon. Um, yeah, it's quite a lot of... No, just two weapons, isn't it? Yeah, things like that. And then there's... So it's quite a lot of stuff. And, and there's also the PvE map as well. And then there's the Mars mission, and then there's yeah. the uh, Exodus Blue PvP map. Um, so, yeah, if you have... I mean, if, if you... Like I said, if you really want the Xbox version, go for it. You're not going to miss anything big. But if you want the PS4 version... Um, I mean, if you have a choice, go for the PS4 version because you're just going to get more for it. And I, I don't know if more D if DLC going forward will hit PS4 first. There hasn't been much information on that. Uh, but um, for for right now, definitely get the PS4 version if you have a chance. The uh, DLC packs, you know, DLC 1 and 2, they will also have exclusive content for PlayStation. Oh, there you go. Uh, what, what, we don't know what it is yet, but we know that both DLC 1 and 2 and the DLC is exclusive until fall 2015. Right. Um, it's interesting you say the comments. There have been all sorts of like all sorts of comments um, as far as the Xbox Destiny thing. Um, let's talk Xbox just a little more. Xbox One has finally launched in Japan as of the third of September. When was the third? Uh, the third was last Wednesday. So last Wednesday, the Xbox One finally launched in Japan. And, of course, um, people have taken to the Internet with pictures of empty lines. Um, but either way, it is a um, big day for Xbox One. This is the first time it's hit hitting Japan. Xbox 360, not selling very well in Japan. I believe we did an episode where we checked all the um, different weekly sales in Japan on VG charts. And, you know, PS4 was getting something thousand, or excuse me, PS3 was getting something thousand, original Wii was getting something thousand, and then the Xbox 360 had something like 170 or something like that. Um, so yeah, that, the PS2 was higher up on it. Uh, yeah, Xbox 360 has been um, in the Japanese market for a while. This is the first time the Xbox One is getting there. Um, is there a lot of excitement? I don't know, um, but I doubt it. And here's why I doubt it. A lot of the games that are there, I haven't seen any really Eastern-focused games there. Um, all I really see are, are Western-focused. I see Titanfall, I see Forza, I see Halo, um, I see Dead Rising, I, I see Rise. I don't see really any Eastern-focused games there. Um, whereas the PlayStation, they've... They have, they're from there. They're from Japan. They have relationships with the Japanese developers um, that Xbox just doesn't have. And so they've been trying to tailor the PS4 experience to the Eastern market over there, um, which Xbox One just isn't really able to do. As far as exclusive, I don't even know what they'll do as far as exclusives, uh, Japanese exclusives go, because um, PS4, uh, PlayStation pretty much has that on lockdown. Um, Persona, 4, uh, Persona 5, I'm extremely excited because Persona 5 was announced for the PS4. Um, it's going to be on the PS3 as well, but this is the first time it was announced for the PS4. Um, Sony has been having conferences, all sorts of conferences, all sorts of new announcements, and Tokyo Game Show hasn't even come yet. 
Um, I, I think another conference is actually scheduled pretty soon here. And it's, t Tokyo Game Show isn't even there yet. So um, Sony definitely has the advantage where Japan's concerned. But Xbox is there and Xbox is fighting. So um, do you guys think that Xbox One has a chance to be successful in Japan? Well, there has a chance. Uh, you know, you can't just count them out right away, uh, depending on what they do. But uh, like you said, you know, a lot of the games are very Western-focused, and the Japanese market just isn't that. They don't care about the first-person shooters and the Grand Theft Autos, you know. They care about their storytelling. And they're extremely good at it. Yeah, so, you know, if, like if Microsoft went out and said got, you know, Persona 5, on the Xbox One. Like, if, if it was announced and the game was like PS3 and Xbox One, like it wasn't coming to PS4. Right. You know, that could have helped sales tremendously. Not now, but when the game came out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we always talk about the same games over there. You know, if Monster Hunter will sell millions of units for Microsoft, but Nintendo pretty much has Monster Hunter locked down at this point. You know, um, they just don't have those story-focused games. You know, they have their RPGs like Skyrim and, you know, Fallout and things like that, but they don't care about those type of games. They like their turn-based RPGs. And meanwhile, I mean, you've got companies out there like Square Enix and Capcom, third-party companies. And, you know, you're not, you can't really just go to them and say, hey, make this game for us. You know, they've got their projects that they're working on. But, you know... It would be a good idea to kind of work with them in the future. Uh, Final Fantasy XV, of course, is going to be a multiple platform. But you know, Xbox One is going to have to wait a good while before some of these games start coming out. And guess what? They're going to be on the PS4 over there anyway. So it's it's not a it's going to be an uphill battle. I'll, I'll say it that way. Even even the PS4 isn't exactly lighting anyone's fire over in Japan. Um, that may be a, a bit presumptuous. I'll, I'll just say that it's not selling as highly as expected over there. Um, and it's because of the same reasons. If you look at when the, the system came out, there was a lot of Western-focused type of games right. and not enough of the Japanese type. I think when you, when you see like the Persona 5 and Final Fantasy, especially Kingdom Hearts, you'll see that enormous boost mm -hmm. in the sales for that console. So, Absolutely. I mean, like if, if I was really surprised to see that Yakuza... Uh, Ishin, I believe it was, didn't move more units for them over there because Yakuza is an enormous franchise for them over there. You know, and again, if Microsoft was able to secure something of, of Yakuza there, it could have helped Microsoft tremendously as well. But I think the problem with that is the fact that it's cross-platform. So people who had the PS3 version could just get that version. They didn't have to purchase the PS4 if they didn't want to. I think that probably hurt it. Right. Um, now, of all the out of all the games that are launching in Japan for the Xbox One, I think the best titles that will do decently will be Forza because there's a, still a huge racing culture there, and Dead uh, Dead Rising because zombie games sell pretty well there as well. So I can see those two being the, out of all the launch titles being the best selling. Um, there is still some excitement in Japan for the Xbox One. Uh, taking a look at NeoGaf here. One Japanese student says, picking my pre-order up tomorrow after class, I've been waiting so long for this to finally come out. Between this and Smash Brothers next week, I'm not going to be getting much work done. 
um, and he, he or she, I don't know, takes a picture of his or her ticket uh, ticket for the Xbox One. It says, one Xbox One. Um, and I, I actually kind of smile at this one. Uh, just went to the... This, this is one of the people who posted a picture of an empty line. And he says, just went to the launch event. It was completely dead. To my surprise, the cashier allowed me to choose a game of my choice, free of charge. I have no idea why, as there was no campaign or promotion going on that I could see. So, congratulations. I mean, I wish more... U.S. vendors would do something like that. Like, well, there is a campaign now. Yeah, there is a campaign now where you can pick. If you buy an Xbox One, you can pick one game of your choice. There's a free. Cam there's a campaign now, but he, it was just a random yeah. thing over. There was maybe, no maybe they heard about it before and they just started early because they had so many Xbox Ones. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but yes, if you are an Xbox One owner, you can uh, this week only uh, get any Xbox One game for free with the purchase of an Xbox One console. So, including Destiny. Including Destiny. So if you want to get an Xbox One, this is a great time to do so. Um, again, that's this week only. So next I'm, week, I'm, this is going away. I'm sorry, but this sounds to me... I know this. It, no, it says any game, but nearly everyone will pick Destiny. It's, it's what you'll pick, pretty much. And to me, it sounds like they wanted to do a bundle with Destiny, but they can't because Sony has the rights to bundles for Destiny. So rather than having to say, you know, saying you get this bundled with it, you can get any game you want, but pick Destiny. Go on. It's Destiny. You get it free. Not a bundle. Honest. Unless you're ready to pre-order it. I'll just take something out. Well, I, to tell the truth, yeah. I don't see the marketing. I, they can't. I, I don't see the marketing that, hey, you know, this includes Destiny. But... Yeah, you what, can. Like, what if they go, hey, this or this sale is out during the week of Destiny? Mm -hmm. It's technically not advertising Destiny as a bundle, but it's like, get Destiny. Yeah. So, um, you know, get, Xbox is saying get Destiny. Um, we're just saying get it for the PS4. Um, <laughs> no, get it for the Xbox One if you want. Uh, since we mentioned Tokyo Game Show, I just want to bring up, if you are living in... Asia right now, and you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, I believe this month or next month, your PlayStation Plus subscription in Japan will net you over 200 PSP games for free. Oh yeah, I heard something about that. <laughs> yeah, that you can play on your Vita or wherever you want to play, so I wish we can get something like that here. I mean, that's over 200 games. That's like almost the entire library of the PSP for free. I, I've, I've played, um, or I bought, Persona 3 Portable when it was on sale, thankfully, because I was disappointed. Um, I was very disappointed in Persona 3 Portable. Um, so, I don't know, maybe for, for PSP games for me, I'm just like, eh, maybe not. But there are a lot of great PSP games. There are some good PSP games, yes. But still, 200 free games, I'll take it any time. So that's, that's, that's only in the UK? No, that's, that's Japan. in Asia. In Japan? Oh, Asia, sorry. Yeah. That's the promotion they're doing in Japan for PS Plus. That'd be nice. Uh, I, I know. think it was 250, wasn't it, Gary? Huh? I think it was 250 in the end. Yeah. I, can't remember I, I believe the, the library is, I believe, 329, but they're giving away 250. Right. Um, let's talk PS, or not even PS, let's just talk PlayStation. Um... <clears throat> Sony has been releasing a lot of other devices lately 
that interact really well with the PS4, one of which being the beautiful Xperia Z3 phone. And it is a really beautiful phone. Like, take a look at it when you get a chance. It's lovely, and it's waterproof. Um, actually, Sony with the Z1, I think, was the first waterproof phone. Um, so, congrats to Sony on that. Um, but this is going to be the first phone that supports remote play on the PS4. Uh, you can, that is, that's right, you can play PS4 games on your Sony Xperia Z3. Um, as far as I've heard, it works really well if you're on the same Wi-Fi network as your PS4. The jury's out as far as remote play outside of the network. However, one thing that is really interesting about it compared to remote play with the Vita is you can, in fact, Sony recommends it, you can get this mount, uh, the GCM10 game control mount, Sony makes it, and mount your phone to your DualShock 4 controller and remote play your PS4 games right there. In my opinion, that would offer that, that would offer a much better control system than the Vita for remote playing a PS4 game. You can just use your regular DualShock 4 controller. Um, it connects via Bluetooth. Um, I believe the mount is sold separately. Um, in addition, actually before I, I move on from that, check out trustedreviews.com. Um, it takes a look at this whole setup with the Z3 and the DualShock 4. And it gives a pretty good review on it. So trustedreviews.com, take a look at that. There's also a tablet that does the same thing um, on Engadget, is this one. It's the Xperia Z3 tablet. So basically it's still a Z3, just a little bigger. Um, it's a tablet, you can do the whole remote play on it as well. Um, Engadget does not mention the DualShock 4, although I don't see why there wouldn't be a possibility to just add the DualShock 4 to it. That, that would be a weird decision not to have that. Um, but as far as I can see, there is not a mount for your tablet, um, which I'm kind of thankful for because a tablet weighs more. In my opinion, that would add a little weight to your controller. Um, so, guys, what phones do you have, first of all? I have, I have the... Oh, carry on, Gary. Uh, sorry, I have a Samsung Galaxy S4. You have a Galaxy S4. And Ben? Xperia Z. Oh, which one? The original. The original? Okay. Yeah. You have, so you have an Xperia Z3. No, I have the original Z. I mean, you have an Xperia Z is what I meant to say. Yeah. So how, how do you feel about this phone? Do you like it? Has I it want it. Problems? No, oh, your, your phone. Oh, my phone gives me no problems at all. It's a great... It, well, since the last update, KitKat, it's been a bit more laggy, which is rubbish. But I am looking forward to upgrading to the Z3 eventually. Um, the lag has been quite annoying recently, actually. And it was fine until KitKat update. Well, how old is your phone? About a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, um, Gary, would you ever consider switching to the Z3? I've already been considering switching to the Sony phone uh, for a while. What's uh, that? Uh, I just I've been reading a lot of stuff, and you know, I, I've always been a huge fan of Sony's uh, hardware products, and I know their phones for the longest time were pretty much crap, uh, but now you know they're starting to to become better at it, and you know they have, I believe they have the best cameras in their phone right now. The resolution on their screen is is one of the best ones. Uh, they're 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 really pushing their their phones right now, and I've I've always wanted one, but never bought it because all the reviews were so so bad for them. But until now, until like the last five years, I believe. So I'll, I'll just say right now that the design of Sony's hardware, um, PS, why not PS4 included? 
The design of the hardware from Sony has been really elegant lately. Um, especially the mobile devices, they look they look really sharp. I love them. Um, that said, I'm an iPhone guy. I have an iPhone and I don't plan to switch. Um, but if I were to switch, this would be a very strong candidate. Uh, it, would, it would be between this and a Galaxy for me. Um, so check out the Sony Xperia Z3 line, whether that's the tablet or the smartphone, because they can play your PS4 games via remote play. Again, um, no real news on how well it works outside a home network, but inside a home network, you're golden. Also, just a heads up, the, the actual specs of the phone isn't much different than the Z2. So if you've already got a Z2 and you don't have a PS4, then I don't think it's worth purchasing, really. But if you have a PS4 and you want an upgrade from the Z2, then it is a good idea. Oh. That is awesome. Um... Let's continue talking Sony just for a little while. Um, Sony in Japan has been pretty active with its uh, conferences, and I, I don't know if this is because of the whole DDoS thing, but um, Shuhei Yoshida was talking about um, PlayStation, PlayStation's network going forward, and basically said that Sony is going to be investing more into its network um, Here's what he said. Uh, this is a quote. Our forecast included investment in networks. As you know, currently we have almost 52 million users. And as you may know, PS4 has social networking features that double or triple total traffic in sessions. That requires the network investment to handle those kinds of sessions and traffic. As for the progress of investment, we have been investing, but we are forecasting significant increase in the later half of the year, during the year and season in November and December. So investment in the network services will be increased in the latter half of this fiscal year. About, okay, I, I think this is poor grammar, about of the order of magnitude of the investment, that has, uh, that has quite the magnitude, but at the same time, the magnitude is almost at the same level as the payment fees level. Um, that last bit means little to nothing to me, but basically what he's saying is Sony's going to be investing more um, into PSN going forward. Uh, he also mentioned that PlayStation Network revenues are 1.5 times higher compared to the same period in fiscal year last year. He also said that the upcoming debut of the PS4 and the PlayStation brand in China is still up in the air as far as timing is concerned, um, even though a partnership has already been created. I'm getting this from DualShockers.com if you want to check it out for yourself. Um, Kazuo Hirai also talked about mindset changes. Um, as going forward as far as PSN and PlayStation Plus are concerned. Um, how do you guys feel? PlayStation Network finally getting a higher investment. I think it's great. I mean, I think Sony as a whole company is starting to see the potential of Sony, uh, of the PlayStation Network, or I guess, I, 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 is this still going to be called the PlayStation Network? Uh, well, right now they're, they're doing this whole thing with Sony Entertainment Network, but I don't think it's sticking. I think people just call it PSN. Well, I yes. think it's still PlayStation Network, but it's affiliated with Sony Enter Network because PlayStation is part of it, and Sony is just the brand for the phones and that. Yeah, everything connected on one network, but yeah. and, and Sony PlayStation releases, is one sub-brand. Sony does PC games too. It, it does DCUO, and it does all sorts of other stuff. So I guess PlayStation Network is just part of the larger SEN, as you were yes. saying. Okay. So, so I don't know. I, to me, I see... They're kind of expanding it, 
kind of how Microsoft is and start integrating it into all, almost all of their products in the same way where you can access the PlayStation Store from wherever you want. You know, uh, but other than that, I mean, it, it's great. They're putting more more time, more money into it because they see that it's actually a success for them rather than something only for gamers. I roll my eyes a little bit because some of the discussion that comes from this um, talks about, oh my goodness, PlayStation's turning into a platform. This is the end of video game consoles as we know it. And, you know, those people. Uh, I kind of shake my head and roll my eyes at them because this does not mean that PlayStation is going away just because there's mobile devices and all this stuff. This discussion comes up every... I don't even know how often. It just comes up really, really, really frequently. Anytime something's announced, um, it's this has nothing to do with that, quite frankly. I mean, yes, PlayStation is pretty much a platform, but a platform needs to run on hardware. Um, and yes, I mean, it can run on your phone, but your tablet cannot handle what your PS4 can handle. Um, and I really don't think that in the next even 10 years that will change. I mean, just think about, if you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, just think about how much heat that generates. You know, just think about how much effort it takes, how much power and how much heat it, it takes just to do that, just to do what it does. And now picture that in a tablet. You know, I mean, technology is advancing, but I think you're giving it a little too much credit. I don't think it's going to get to that level anytime soon. So don't worry about your consoles. They're going to be fine. Um, at least th that's what I think. Um, I don't know about Gary and Ben here. How do you feel? Go ahead, Ben. I already said something. So I, I pretty much feel the same way. I don't think tablets and tablets will take over consoles very yeah you know, anytime soon. Um, so, but it's going to be interesting to see pushing forward with hardware giving bear. Um, the PS4 hardware is laptop hardware. It's not, you know, it is using mobile CPUs and GPUs, so it's not pushing it greatly. Uh, you know, so it'd be interesting to see when tablets do achieve the same level as the PS4. And I think the biggest question is how long will the batteries last? That I think that's the main issue. It's not the hardware. I think we could actually push tap phones and that close to you know, the standards, especially tablets nowadays. But I don't think the battery technology right now is good enough to last even a couple of hours. Well, here's the way I see it, though. Um, you're, you're seeing a lot of, like, older console games being released on mobile markets now. You know, we have the old Final Fantasies are all coming out on the mobile. But uh, the way I'm going to compare this is they just released um, Dragon, Dragon Quest Seven. Uh, which came out on the PS2 uh, as a mobile game. Uh, phenomenal game. It was made by Square. They, they just released it on Android and iPhone, but they had to strip it of a lot of its features. Uh, they had to strip it of all the voice acting. Um, a lot of the menu options are a little different because even now, the best tabloids and phones can't run that game at its full capacity. So the way I see it is, if they can't run a PS2 game right now, they're not even close to being able to do what a PS4 or an Xbox One can do. Just the kind of I must admit, I did love the mis mis mistake that um, Square Enix made when they released that. Though, uh, if you if you were looking for it on the first day it came out, uh, you couldn't find it under Dragon Quest. No, no, no. It was Dragon Quest. 
<laughs> Darwin uh, Quest. Darwin Quest. Yeah, they kind uh, of misspell it the name in both the actual game title and the actual download list, download of it. Yeah, that's that's it's just Darwin great. Quest. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm seeing them release the old Super Nintendo Final Fantasies, just fine, but they're not they're not close to capturing the PS2. Like I, I don't even think they're they're even close to the PS1 yet. Personally, I haven't seen any any of them release any PS1 quality titles or re-releases on mobile markets yet. I don't know. My P- my old phone could do PS1 games pretty well. I had Xperia Play and I had PS full PS1 support, and it played them really well. Well, if if they want to release them, they should, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. The problem was that the amount of games was so limited that you know. There wasn't much to play. Oh yeah, they released that uh, that you can play PS One classics on there. I remember. Yeah, I've got I've got one still. It's not too bad. I see that's cool. But if we're talking comparing comparing it to the PS Four and PS and Xbox One right now, it's it's not even close in my opinion. Right. I want to say give it ten years. Of course, we'll be on the PS Five then, but. I can yeah. see it being PS3, PS4 level by then. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, guys, big thanks. Glenn? To... Yes. Glenn. I muted my microphone. <laughs> um, that's not the first time I've done that, by the way. Um, we thought we'd have to continue without you here. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Gary and Ben show. <laughs> big thanks to SZ Loke. Um, I, I say loke because it has a little long vowel sound over the O there. Um, SZLOC on Twitter, at SZLOC. For the identity song, which we used at the end of our podcast last week, we only used a sliver of it, though, um, because they hadn't responded to us yet. They, um, I tweeted them asking if we could use the song, and they responded, and I quote, use the hell out of it. So that's what we're going to do at the end of this podcast. You're going to hear the identity song by Chad Zisler and SZ Loke. Check them out on YouTube. Follow them on Twitter, um, at SZLOC, and you will hear more of their amazing music. Thank you guys for letting us use the identity song. Um, That's all I've got for us this week. Anything you guys want to bring up? I will take that as a no. Um... (laughs) No, not necessarily. So that wraps up episode 32 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Happy Destiny Week, everyone. Um, I know you guys are going to get absolutely zero work done because Destiny will be sitting on top of your PS4. Uh, You will have the the box there just to remind you of what you could be doing instead of whatever you're doing now. So have fun getting work done this week, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, happy Destiny Week. Um, Ben, just vanished so um gary how can people contact you people can contact me on twitter uh at gagwalush that's g-a-g-l-a-u-s-h or you can contact me on my psu email at gary that's g-a-r-r-i at psu.com follow him on twitter check out his pictures um you can contact ben at psu at ben.shillabeard.com Hall. Is it Shillabir Dash Hall or just Shillabir Hall? I think it's just Bennett Shillabir Hall at PSU.com. 
uh, on Twitter at Chile underscore UK, that's C-H-I-L-L-E underscore UK on Twitter, or on NeoGaff at Chile. And if you want to contact me, you certainly can. I am at GoGlen underscore on Twitter at G-O-G-L-E-N-N, or Glenn.Gordon at PSU.com. Thanks again to SC Look for the Identity song, which should be playing right about now. Um, our next episode is going to be on Monday the 15th. So check us out next Monday. Um, we, until then, we wish you a great week, great gaming. Believe in Gary, happy Destiny Week, and as always, don't be a racist. Yeah.